Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We are talking The Gifted, Season 2, Episode 1, Emergence. I believe that's the title. Am I right? Yeah, that's the title. That's the title. <laughs> I can't remember over the smell and memory of my angst because I'm so angsty with this silver hair because I'm Andy right now. And this is how Andy talks. But we're talking about Season 2, Episode 1. It's going to be a great episode, guys. We have a bunch to talk about. Hellfire Club, Inner Circle has been eliminated. We have Andy and Lauren dreaming about each other oh so greatly. And we have the pregnancy and the birth. Let's do it! Yay! You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz the worst birth song ever. This is just, this is like the sound check to my birth. <laughs> Guys, my name's Highway Flower. Cars were shooting through buildings. Forklifts were shaking. Different tubes of different sized metal was falling off of areas that it was precariously perched. And this song by Novo Amor was in my heart. You hated it. You absolutely hated it. I, I just don't know why they would use this song for that. I, I agree. don't know. It's It was such an intense moment. And then suddenly this. I feel I don't I can't speak from a birthing perspective, but I don't wouldn't want this to be the soundtrack of my birth. This is the soundtrack to a miscarriage. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, I thought like when I heard this, I was like, oh, my God, the baby's going to die. No, I seriously thought that. <laughs> Because it's like, oh, this is like kind of uplifting but sad. Yeah, I was worried that something really bad was going to happen. And then it wasn't intense. It was just like sad. And it, it was, was like such Twilight. A, That's what it reminded me of, Twilight. It was such an intense moment, too. And I was like all in. And then that. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, composers, way to take me out of the moment. <laughs> Damn, I even have my hair silvered. I'm angsty. I'm a teenager, and I can't get behind Novo more for that scene. The song's fine, but that... Yes, I agree. The song's not bad, like, just listening to it now, but during that scene. But I do love your hair so much. Thank you. I think I'm going to keep it Halloween silver. (laughs) I'm going to go hit on 50-year-olds and not be questioned, or go sing for a pop band and keep the guy liner in silver hair. Yes. Oh, my God. I mean... Welcome back. Thanks. It's good to be back. I've been excited for this season. Yeah, I have been too. I've seen the previews. Uh, as you can see behind us, there's no more Michael Young and Rick Hong and gifted team cutout screen explosions and powers. Uh, they had to back away from the show. I know. We miss them. Steph, Steph was the only one who could hold on to my hand long enough to have me get back over the cliff. We're the new Von Struckers. We did not die in Atlanta. <laughs> Michael Young and Rick Hong have died in Atlanta when the plane crashed. They were in the plane. I was they just about to say that. Lorna, they, they, they're not a fan of Lorna. It goes without saying. <laughs> um, Tehran Van Gasri will joining, be joining us on the panel. Uh, and then we have another person who will be joining us soon. 
where can we uh, who are you like introduce yourself Steph Sabra sorry I'm so bad at this no it's okay I'm Steph Sabra I was here last season and it was my first time it was one of my first shows I after think it was, was actually yeah. and with Steven so I'm glad to be back I've been excited for the season I see a few of you in the chat from Cloak and Dagger and from last year so excited to talk to you guys again um, and I'm just I, I haven't picked a side yet, but I will say I felt very, like, it was a very dramatic time watching this episode. You haven't picked a side yet? No, because I, at the end of last season, I was like, okay, I'm not with the inner circle, the Hellfire Club. They're just too much right now. But with all those raids that we saw, I, I just don't know. I mean, I have to ask, um... Anyone, I have to question anyone's sanity to be on the side of the Hellfire Club right now. Yeah, it's not the Hellfire. I mean, I'm just, I see their, some of their points, but not their leaders. No, they're making the good points. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. To a certain degree, but my questioning of the Hellfire Club comes from like two things. Um, I just want to imagine for a second that like... Mark Zuckerberg goes into a room and kills every CEO that works at Facebook... <laughs> I'm not going to be team Facebook after that. Even if there's no proof and I've only heard rumors like team like I'm going to I'm going to stop using Facebook. That's like that's like the cue to exit a club. You're like, "Oh. Oh, you're in charge now and you just killed everyone else who disagreed." Oh, uh, I'll send you a Christmas card. I'll put a little $5 check in it. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. I'm out. Like I'm out. I don't know how anyone And then the second reason is their newest recruit is Andy, who is can't do anything. Like, he's so powerful, yet so incompetent. And I know that's part of his character. It's a character trait. I, I, we're going to dive into his arc and everything. Like, totally on board with the character. But I'm just saying, like, Lorna, you had one job. Like, Lorna asked you for one thing. It turned out all right. But, like, you literally had one thing. It's one like, thing. Andy, you need to trust us with this. Okay. Okay, I'm out. He pr- yeah, he just backed up. Let I didn't know what was going to happen. I still don't trust that scene. Oh my god! And it's it's weird because like how it's weird because usually I hate shows when it when they do this, but I still like the show. But stuff just just like what? Yeah. And I'm so, I'm so glad we had Lauren in this show. And we're going to break down the show according to, once I have my glasses on, sorry, angsty teens don't wear glasses, so I had to take them off Too for the cool intro. for that. But I agree about that. That was a great metaphor with the um, Facebook, because it's true, that scene, I was like, wait, what just happened? You just were complaining how you don't have enough people in the inner circle, in the Hellfire Club, and now you just killed all the top members. I feel like it was like, oh, this actor, mm, can't afford you, can't afford you, can't afford you, <laughs> We can afford budget cuts, budget you. Cuts. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about updates on the characters, where they've been, what they've been up to. We're going to talk about the raid on the house. Laura, Andy, Reed, and Kate with the hospital. Reed's powers, dreams of Lauren, and I can't read that. Health, 
What does that even say? My handwriting's terrible. He left us. That's what it says. Then we're going to talk about (laughs) Marcos and Wire. Cool character. Love that they gave him a Hawaiian shirt and a fedora. That was interesting. Uh, Lorna and Andy, and then the birth. And then we're going to wrap it up with kind of predictions as to as to go with the 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 hellfire club uh we have a chat person saying i hate saying this but andy was trusting reva he wasn't being an idiot yeah but you've known reva 20 hours or longer i guess at this point but like you've known lorna so much longer like she's had your back for so long like she she asked you one thing but i get it i get it i'm gonna not harp on it let's start with updates okay Updates. Okay. John and Blink. Take it away. I'm so excited that they're very <laughs> official. They're very official, you guys. Because I think this has been like a six-month jump. I think we can assume Something with the like baby that, being yeah. born. Um, and at the end of last season, we didn't really know where they were going to go in terms of their relationship. But I think that they both... Um, well, Thunderbird's always been pretty solid with his powers, but I think Blink is really developing more and more into a leader. And I just think they have such good chemistry. Like, I really, I can't wait to see more scenes with them. Yeah. I mean, it's it's exciting. I'm glad we're over the whole, like, is this dreamer's memories? Or do I find him hot and sexy and want to make out with him? It's like, no, do the dishes and then we'll... You know. Oh yes, I love that little flirt. Hey, <laughs> it's like, oh, you're doing the dishes. He's like, yeah, I didn't know your name was Dishes. Uh, <laughs> teen drama, gotta keep it, gotta keep it PG. Uh, so yeah, they're they're doing well. I like the scene in the truck where he's talking about like, well, why don't you just learn to do your powers with the contact lenses in? She's like, dick. Basically, that was her like response. Was like, you're an ass. Um, I think it's similar to like. She will be able to do it. Obviously, they put this foreshadowing in that she's going to be able to do it. And she's going to have to do it while she's undercover or something. Um, but I just remember Mystique. And I love Mystique's um, oh, in the X-Men thing in mm-hmm. that she can be herself and she can be other people. But it's like she prefers one way over the other because it's like, why should she have to change who she is? I love that scene. I'm glad you brought that up where she was like, now I look basic when she had to wear makeup. Yeah. Because I, she came into season one as probably the most self-conscious or one of the most self-conscious. And now she's like rocking it. And it's true. She does look so cool with the whole gig. And they did say six months on the screen. So, yeah, it was six months later. Oh, okay. But <laughs> it's still like it's hard to like think that this is six months. So that means that Lorna was pregnant for about two and a half, two months before this which makes sense yeah okay so that timing does add up pretty well cool um updates let's move on to sage sage i always thought was a really cool character she was the one who can kind of like hack but not as well as wire but like she can like i think it's like the power of thought i don't know if they've really gone into it too much but you saw her working on computers at the underground last Mm -hmm. season her eyes like moving back and forth really quick she was working with the cuckoos delivering money to mr let's buy this guy off which, as a whole, the scene seems useless, but when you think about it, it's interesting. It's just showing a different dynamic of Hellfire in that they don't want to have to control everyone to get everything done. They're trying to, they, they'd they like to use their money as much as possible. Um, but it, I don't think it necessarily has the same effect as it would because it's not like 
hey, let me buy you off with this money. Look at us. We're not using our powers. It's let me buy you off with this money. If you if you say no, we're going to use our powers. Like it doesn't have the same effect as if like it was a sheen, scene showing that they were doing something without their powers at all. Yeah. I think that scene would have been better if it was just Sage doing it to him and he accepted it because that would show that they don't need their powers to accomplish things and wet the whistle with people. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I do um, I do like what you said about it showing purpose in terms of how they're negotiating because I was kind of confused. It's like you guys can get whatever you want. We know that. Like we didn't really need to see how you got this new housing. But I guess it is cool and I think it was her moment of the episode to see that she is fully invested. But I, she was one of the most confusing character arcs because she seemed genuinely... Good guy. Yeah. And then now it seems like she... It's not like... I feel like Andy seems nicer. But you have to, you have to also look at... And uh, somebody in the chat said that she's got technopathy and enhanced intelligence. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah. Nicholas Kelly... Oh, two people say that. So, okay, yeah. But Sage is a human computer, basically, is what, what is being told. Cool. So, to, I wish to, I had that. To jump off of that... Maybe that makes sense then, because the underground just got destroyed. Like, she had no equipment, she had nothing. She basically, her powers are rendered useless. So if if her character goal is to be useful to something, and the cause doesn't necessarily matter unless it's pro-mutant, like, she is trying... Because at this point, the Hellfire Club isn't necessarily against the character of the underground. It's the same thing in concept hey, we have this group that wants to save mutants and make the world a better place for mutants. So in concept, you can't look at it as these characters like going bad or going good. It's just whether or not you want to go with the place that has the resources but is willing to be a little violent to do it or the place that's going to be pacifistic and not really do much because they spent a whole season in a bank. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And and if you're just looking at her powers as a whole – Sometimes when people are so just so intelligent, they do lose some of the um, not human side, but it's hard. Like they're so logical that it would make more sense, I guess, to join a a group that has so many resources that has all basically the important powers that they need right now and has a vision, whereas the underground doesn't have any vision right now. They're just trying to save who they can. Yeah. And if you have a vision and like, honestly, you want to recruit people to your cause. Obviously, you don't want to just walk outside and start screaming. That's not smart. And obviously, you want to just like go down to the corner and be like, hey, who's a mutant? Let me let me hire you. That's not smart. You know what else is smart? Job sites that send you tons of the wrong resumes to sort through. That's just not <laughs> smart. But you know what is smart? Going to ZipRecruiter.com slash buzz to hire the right person. Because ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. It's powerful moving, uh, powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply. So you get qualified candidates fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. And it comes from hiring sites like Trustpilot with over a 1,000 reviews. So let me tell you, right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash buzz. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash buzz because it is the smartest way to hire. Check it out, guys. If you're trying to find somebody for the job or if you run a company and need to hire people, check out ZipRecruiter.com and use slash buzz to get some cool stuff. So I do have to tell you guys, though. That I would be using ZipRecruiter right now if I was working for the Hellfire Club because they took out like eight of apparently the top mutants who can't do anything against somebody screaming in their ear. You're so right. You're so right. That'd be such a great resource for them. 
Yeah. The um, underground needs that, though. Too. Yeah. And again, that's for free if you use the code buzz. But guys, <laughs> let's... I'm going to jump ahead to the Hellfire Club a little bit because we just have to touch on this before we can even talk about Andy and stuff. How could no one of them fight back? What scene are you talking about? Oh, How can none of them fight back? Like, you have the strongest... Unless the cuckoos were, like, just keeping everybody in their seats doing nothing. Oh, the actual Hellfire. The actual inner circle. I... We were both thinking that. Like, I was like, okay, I'm still kind of trying to figure out her powers, but it's like... None of you, like, the most powerful inner circle can't do anything to stop this or... And they just got shot at, and I don't know. It seemed weird. If that scene had all the cuckoos with blue eyes, I'd be all in. I'd be like, oh, they're controlling everybody and killing them. Got it. But it was just her screaming. And, like, we've seen in the past different screaming mutants in movies or whatever, in the comics and everything. Their power is not that powerful. It's not that overwhelmingly powerful. To mutants, too. Like, people like them. It doesn't make... I don't know. I I will have to research her character if she is based off a comic book because she's clearly the top dog right now and was before she decided to kill everyone. So I'm wondering what the extent of her powers are because she was just like... Like, my scream is pretty powerful. (laughs) No, nowhere to that level. Alyssa Ramos in the chat says she thinks Reeve's power is nullifying other powers with her voice. But the guy was... Seemed like he could make a fireball, but couldn't because he was distracted by the pain. I don't know. And people are saying the Cuckoo Sisters were helping, but their their eyes weren't blue. So yeah. they weren't using their powers. So I don't know. It was a confusing scene for me, but I also know the Hellfire Club is m- also humans. So that's true. Maybe that one guy was the only mutant in that room. That's true. And the rest were just part of the business. And just not maybe the other mutants in the room just weren't powerful enough to deal with a loud noise. I know I'm not. And it is interesting that they were against recruiting Andy and Polaris, who is pregnant right now, which I thought it was in any, all of them were the any means necessary, but I guess they did have limits as well. Yeah. So interesting. Just, yeah, I had to touch on that. Uh, Moving on from Sage, we got to talk about, well, that was kind of a cuckoo's moment to 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 bring up nicholas kelly in the chat says reva page was based on comic book characters she was the second black queen she was employed by shinobi shaw son of sebastian shaw oh okay so at least she's at least she's like royalty in terms of like power so she is super powerful that's cool all right so the raid on the housing we're introduced to a character and her sister jasmine they get mixed up. We get a cool rescue scene. Mm-hmm. Lauren holding the door shut and Dreamer opening the portal because she can see through the door so she can open up without worry. They rescue about 10 kids, but this leads to uh, Reed and Kate kind of having a weird conversation because Reed is it's Reed who's just like, we did a lot of good work here. We saved 10 kids. We did this. This is us. This is all us. And Kate's like, but we can't find Andy. I saw in the chat someone, I forget who it was, was like, is anyone else annoyed that Kate keeps asking where Andy is? Yeah, this is so unfair to her character. Because they they took her from an annoying character to a really good character last season. And I was hoping we were done with that, like, annoying character arc. Uh, We're not. But maybe this episode is, like, just a return for one episode. Yeah, because I do have to say... I think, like, I was thinking she kind of reminded me of what I think my mom would act like if that had happened with me or any of her kids. Because 
it just seems like mothers, when it has to do with their kids, something gets ignited, like in Polaris, where you become like something else, a little mm-hmm. bit like a more expressive version of yourself or a more extreme version of yourself. So I get that, but it did seem kind of annoying. I was like, he did leave. Like, I did like that Lauren was like, he left us. Like, I would know. Yeah, and I liked, I thought the the scene between Lauren, Andy, Reed, and Kate was so needed. It is so needed. I liked it because, like, Lauren finally said everything that all of us were thinking. Where Kate, every scene is just like, we're looking for my son. He left us. And then, like, trying, trying to connect with that poor mutant girl whose sister literally got taken. She's like, my, I have someone who was taken, too. Don't use your son as, like, a connectivity vessel for somebody who was straight up abducted by the government, possibly. We don't know what happened to Jasmine. We're probably going to get into it next, next episode. Parents don't, shot in front of them. Yeah, like, their parents were just, you're right, their parents were just killed in front of, like, down the hall from them. They are traumatized. <laughs> my son was taken. <laughs> No, he wasn't. He left. He left. And Lauren said it. And she needed to say it. And I was glad that she said it. I agree. Because he didn't even just leave, like, reluctantly. He was like, I'm leaving. Like, don't make me use force, Yeah, and Reed, like, tried to grab his arm. And he was like, no. Yeah, the ultimate angst. (laughs) Yeah, like, if there was a door there, he would have slammed it. Mm -hmm. He would have walked into his room, slammed it, and then done his hair right then. (laughs) Where did he... Who gave him the peroxide? (laughs) I mean, they have money. (laughs) They have money. <laughs> That's true. I bet he went and got it done with the Cuckoo Sisters. He's like the fourth Cuckoo. He wants them so bad, I think. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he does I wasn't going to say that, but... <laughs> he does. I feel like he feels like this is his new family. Not in, like... Like, seriously, like, I think he looks at Polaris and the Cuckoo Sisters as sisters, almost. They're like his backup band, and he's the lead singer. Yeah, he wants that. Because he's very, like... Like, they, they went shopping... Like, it's like, okay, Andy, we're going to induct you into the Hellfire Club. Let's go shopping. You're going to get your hair done. New wardrobe. It's going to be great. Yes. Uh, And you're going to look like Jared Leto. You're going to look like the singer Fallout Boy. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. Man. I mean, we rag on it, but we like it. Yeah, it doesn't look that bad. It's just like a with accompanied with his attitude. I don't know how I feel. It's like. So what are you going to do, Andy? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do my best. All right, Andy, do your best. Okay. (laughs) Literally backed into a corner. Yep. But, 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 but. Still working for me. Glad they said it. It was a great scene. It had a great family dynamic to it. Finally, and Reed, Reed agreed with Lauren. Yeah. Reed was like, we have other things to talk about. And then... He's going to tell her about his powers, and then Marcos is like, yo, check this out! Yo, come to the room, check this out! Just trust me. I know. I was like, because we guessed that um, at the end of last season, I think we all collectively were like, the Struckers have to become invaluable or else they will die. And so we thought that Reed would be the one, obviously, because he has it in him. But I wonder what ignited it. I guess it's maybe just the extreme stress again. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I really want to see that happen. I do too. Like, dude, the Struckers are bomb. And maybe he could replace Andy in the meantime with Lauren. Right? That, 
or their power. I get. I like, think they're different. They're, they're different, different, but they're still. Yeah, it wouldn't be the same, but they're still family. And I think that the Von Struckers, just anywhere in that bloodline, could be connected into a different way. Well, what I'd find interesting is if suppressing his powers for so long have made them more powerful. Kind of like a diamond, yes! un- like a diamond under pressure or something. Yes, because that would be cool. Because if they if they only come out when they reach they've reached a certain if he co- becomes Omega Mutant. If he becomes an Omega Mutant this season, he's dying for sure. But, like, it'd be really cool to see him get to that place. I don't think Stephen Moyer's going anywhere, so I don't think he'll be that strong. But I think it'll be dope. Yeah, I th- I really would like to see him as, like, a very strong presence because they do need him. Yeah, and we didn't see Jace this episode either. We didn't see no. Jace in the raid or anything like that. So, technically, they were in Washington, D.C., so they left Atlanta. They're thought of as dead, which maybe we'll get more story into that later. yeah. Um, I'm wondering if Jace thinks they're dead or doesn't think they're dead. So he probably is hot on their trail. He never will. Yeah. What did you think about... We did get some questions in the chat about the dream. Do you think that was real? Do you think that they can can connect in there? Dreams with Lauren and Andy? I don't know. I think it would make sense if they could. It wouldn't be my favorite thing. But yeah. it would... They could pigeonhole it enough to have it like I wouldn't be bothered by it. They've made their powers so uh, complementary and they're like so symbiotic that like if they could communicate like twins kind of can in a way like a weird mental link, I wouldn't I wouldn't be too against it. Mm -hmm. But like actually having conversations that make sense. I don't know. Like talking to each other in dreams I don't yeah know. but locating each other that could be cool locating each other and i think that the the cuckoos could probably like set up a mental link between them that might be a thing that yeah could happen. that's true but yeah uh moving on we find out that reed and kate are in a hospital they have jobs they have different uh different identities reed's been providing mutants with different identities so they could go back into the uh, terrifying thing called life where they hide for hide their powers until they're found again and then either killed or captured or have to find new identities again. So that's great. Um, and yeah, we talked about a little bit of the dream. So moving on, Marcos and The Wire. We learned about a mutant called The Wire. Oh, yeah. That was a cool scene. Yeah, his power, the way he used his powers, dope. Really cool. Dope. Really, really cool, and um, he was just—he was kind of. I liked his character because you could tell, like, he's a scumbag, but he had this humor to him, and I really did love um, the scene, that whole scene in general, how it escalated. Like, I liked that it wasn't easy. Yeah, I think it was—I think it was pretty cool. Um, I also liked that you know we make Kate useful again by shooting her. Um. <laughs> I mean, she's been useful with the doctor stuff, but now we're finally like, hey, do what do you... Uh? She's been training. Yeah, she's been <laughs> training. She did the martial arts. She got the gun out of the way, helped out. Um, hey, we're busy right now. Can you just go put stitches on yourself? Cool. Yeah, go do that. Um, I say I'm a lot right now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I like that they got that, but it's kind of weird that they just got like a flash drive like, hey, here. Yeah, that was weird because it's like, how are you going to read it? I I don't know. It just seemed like if this is so intensely, they need another computer person in their group. Well, not even that. I just mean like, okay, the guy's like a hacker. He won't even touch the stuff related to them. And then, but he can still download it all onto a flash drive. I don't know. It it was, I I'll go with it. Um, 
But I'm just wondering, what do you think is on that flash drive? What do you think is the goal of the Hellfire Club? Do you think they're going to find just like the campaign budget and all of the stuff for that for Reeves, Reeves to go to and run for president or run for whatever she's running for? I think it's president for sure. Yeah, I think she has something up her sleeves and the the sisters, the Frost sisters and her, I think have some ulterior motives on top of the normal Hellfire mission. Yeah. They have to be because they keep giving each other looks. Like, I just don't think theirs is all about. They're one of those people that are using, like, people like Polaris and Andy to say that they're fighting the good fight and want, like, this equality. And But they have something up their sleeves that's really creepy. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. It's like they're going to open that flash drive and be like, oh, my God. Yeah. And they'll be like, what? And like, oh, my God. And they're then, taking the baby. I'm no, they're going to be like, <laughs> I can't believe they're this evil. What is it? What is it? She's a politician. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. As we know, the gift Welcome that has taught to us. 2018. Politicians are evil. <laughs> um, speaking of politicians being evil, let's move on to Lorna, Andy, and the birth. Lorna and the birth. Do, 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 do. I love them together. I really do. Really? Yeah, I do. I think that I think Lorna's always been good, like has a solid relationship with Andy. I just want them to be steered back to their real crew. But I do like that Andy is really soft and sweet to her and was saying that he would be reliable, but then wasn't. (laughs) But he was trying. I see. I see season two going like. Revy becomes president. And that splits them off again, but now it's like the government with her in charge versus everyone who she used to be on the side of. Like, I feel like she's just going to do a total 180. I don't think she's after – again, I think the mutants are immune, uh, a means to an end for her. Just based on her character, her taking out the Hellfire Club, inner circle, right out of the way, I think she's all in it for power. I think that's what the character's, like, drive is, is power. So I feel like anyone who gets in the way of that or anyone who – is useless after she obtains it is useless. Useless. So like we get that line where she tells Lorna, she's like, what was the line again? I'll do anything to get what I want. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. She said, there's nothing that'll get in my way. Nothing. And it's like, you're talking to a woman who's pregnant, who's feeling very insecure about you taking care of her baby. And you're like, I will get rid of anything that gets in my way. It's like, yeah, not really inspiring trust in people, not really inspiring trust in the audience, but I get it's for the swerve at the end where she actually does help Lorna get over the mental block. But, like, that was kind of a cop-out to my to the, to some degree, because when we get to the birth, Andy backs away like, hey, not going to do anything because I promised, but I'm bad at promises. And then they show her a vision of the future, and it's like, it's for you and your daughter. That doesn't work. Yeah. Nobody can show you, like, this altruistic view of the future and you just suddenly be like, yeah. Yeah, like, all of a sudden, I'm going to dilate eight centimeters. I agree. <laughs> I agree. That was weird. I, I was kind of hoping, and I get that they have to prolong the reunion between Eclipse and Polaris because it's bound to happen. I, I really do think that they can't. I feel like the storyline will be a lot stronger once they're together again. Yeah. But they do need... They did need this drama and the birthing drama, but I feel like that was a little bit weird. Like, 
they're i don't i didn't really like agree with that part but i'm happy that the baby and polaris is safe because i was getting worried that yeah some, that they were gonna do something yeah and polaris knew too especially from that talk that revis was get, giving before like she's not to be trusted and she would have taken the baby over po- to keep polaris yeah, but one of the major things that you see is uh, the difference between what Reeve was telling everyone at the Hellfire meeting and what her actual view for the future is. Because uh, when they show it in the future, they have flags that are covered in uh, dioxyribonucleic acid, DNA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And yeah. Um, basically what that tells me is that it's the complete opposite of the current standing, is that she wa- she doesn't want mutants to be safe. She wants a world where mutants are above humans. And she wants to be the president of the United States and make that a reality. So, you know, once once Andy and Lorna get wind of that, like, they probably saw that scene where, like, Lorna was, like, all in on, like, that's the future home for my daughter. But things are going to start, like, poking through soon, being like, oh, like, let's kill humans and make that for mutants to be safe. This is, there's no winning. Like, the side with resources who wants power, like, the Hellfire Club before was at least a joint venture between humans and mutants. Uh-huh. Now it's just run by one power-hungry mutant. Yeah. So this, she's the Magneto of this story. Yeah, I agree. Which obviously makes it more interesting, but it's true. I don't think that she can keep Andy and Lorna for long with that sort of... And I think that's a great point that I feel like she wants the same exact thing as what, like, Sentinel Service is doing, but the opposite. Yeah, and I could see her using Sentinel Services. Like, I could see Season 3 being a mutant at the head controlling Sentinel Services Mm. to capture mutants. Like... Creepy. Yeah, and it would be, like, capturing mutants but then putting them in charge. Like, it would be making the humans basically fight against themselves. Like she'd be like a chess player that just makes all your own pieces kill each other. Yeah. Which is terrifying, but it's kind of, it's a very X-Men thing. I'm down. Like I'm down to watch it. Yeah. I do like this season. I feel like um, this episode wasn't, I think every beginning episode, it's hard to make it really strong because you're establishing a new storyline. But I think this one is establishing a better storyline than last season in terms of more X-Men oriented, mutant oriented, as opposed to just the Strucker family. Yeah. So I want to know real quick predictions. And now you're after Buzz. We'll just do one or two each because we want to show these pictures too. Yes. Um. What the hell are they going to do with a baby? Do they kill it? Do they make it kidnapped and then make that storyline? Do they make the baby get captured by Sentinel Services and experimented on? Do they accidentally leave it in a car when it's hot? Like, what are they going to do with this kid? Because you can't just have Lorna carrying around a baby all series. Well, and she's not going to leave the baby. And yeah. they were saying we don't have time to waste. Like, this isn't going to build itself. Like, they're tra- trying to move yeah. consistently and fast. And she is not going to be, like, building stuff while she's with her newborn. I think they're going to leave. I think Lorna's going to escape or try to escape. Do you see her, like, giving it to an adoptive family? Because I can see that scene in my mind. Like... It just causes so much trouble. She knows it'll never be safe with her. So she like gives it to a human family to take care of. Or Kate. I could see her trusting. Yeah, but they're not going to be safe either. They're, yeah. they're all over the news. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's tough for me because whenever I it's like I love shows that can do the baby thing well. But like in a show like this where everyone has powers, I'm like, OK, something bad is going to happen to this baby. That's not good. Where are we going to go with this? Yeah. Because 
either that or they can make the baby grow really fast. Either the baby becomes a teenager or the baby has something bad happen to it, like kidnapping. I think the ba- like because Lorna's been pregnant basically since the beginning of season one, they've had to have. Re- I I really do think that they will have a really strong storyline played out for the baby. What do you think of the name Dawn? <sighs> I'm okay with it. I get it. I just feel like it's very. I, w- I wish it was more like with their power oriented. Yeah, like Aurora. Um, my prediction, again, I talked about Reed. Ivan Soto asked me in the chat, why would I think Reed would die if he was an Omega Mutant? Because this show is in its second season. You can't have an Omega Mutant. Mm. You're not allowed to have Dark Phoenix in the first movie. It just doesn't work. Like, we've built up to Dark Phoenix for seven movies. Like, that's, we're getting Dark Phoenix now. But, like, you can't have, like, even Charles, like, only shows his Omega powers in Logan when he stops time. But even that, he's, like, dying. Like I don't know. I don't I don't think I think it breaks it breaks the game. It's a game-breaking mechanic if to, if you bring in an omega mutant that's on one side. You can't have somebody who's like all good. Like Reed is just straight up all good. Yeah, there's he no is. there's no question of his character whose side he's on. He would literally just become a god in this world and be like humans and mutants are equal. Now yeah. kiss. It's like I don't know. It doesn't make sense. We got some cool pictures to show, though. Yes. Stevenson Johnson. You guys should follow him at Stevenson's Drawings on Instagram. He sent us these pictures, and they're so freaking cool. He always sends in fire photos, but you see this is the inner circle, the new group. I'm wondering, did he draw one of the Cuckoo Sisters three times, or did he just copy and paste? We'll have to ask him. I think so. But I love Polaris, and I know someone in the chat asked me if my nails were inspired by Polaris. It looks like uh, Andy's just catch on from My Hero Academia. Yes, the couple. Hey. We want the reunion. Oh, love my it. God. Thank I, you, Stevenson. Shout out, dude. Looks cool. Yeah, very cool. Last note before we get out of here, I think it's so funny that she gives birth and almost destroys half the city, and then he screams in pain and literally lights up 10 feet around him. Uh, Marcos, <laughs> step up and stop marrying up. Let's go ahead and roll it out. Steph, where can oh we find God. you on Twitter? Um, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabra. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-M-I-U-X. I just finished the Killjoys After Show. If you watch that show, check that out or check out the watch along into the finale on the AfterBuzz TV Sci-Fi's channel. We'll be back here every week, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Be sure to watch live. Please hit that thumbs up and comment on iTunes. We'll give you a shout out if you leave a rating and review of five stars on iTunes. And comment after the stream is done because your comments don't save from the stream. So we can actually reply to you on there. That's it, guys. We'll see you guys next week for the Gifted Season 2, Episode 2 review here at AfterBuzz TV. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.